You're listening to Arirang Radio's Wonders of Jeju. This is a segment where we tell you about the lives of people living right here on the island. I'm your host, Jamie Lee. This is Humans of Jeju. Hello and welcome into the studio, Jay. Hi, Jamie. Again, it's great to see you in your staple red hat. Thank you. <laughs> and you're looking very tan today. Yes. Something happened over the weekend. What happened? Yes. Uh, actually, there's a couple students that, you know, lovely students uh-huh. that I've been teaching. And we decided to go to the um, Halasan Mountain. Oh, wow. Uh, so... Very proud of them as well because um, uh-huh. we were able to climb all the way up to the uh, Wiseorum. <gasps> wow. I think, I think we had 13 students go. How young were they? Uh, they're from sixth grade to like second year of middle school. Oh, that's so very, nice. very young. Okay. And we were worried that some of them weren't going to be able to make it all the way. But I see. It, it, all of them completed it. Oh, and just nice. Really proud of what they were able to do. I like your tan. Anyways, oh, <laughs> so our Tan Jay is going to introduce a human today for us, and I wonder what kind of person it's going to be. Of course. So let's listen to today's human of Jeju. All right. 현별이 마을에 사는 마을에선 석삼촌이라고 부르는 부석입니다. 제가 농사를 짓는데 집에 유기농 농부기도 하고 또 유기농 깻잎 하우스도 하고. 근데 농사일보다 사람 만나는 일이 가, 가장 많은 사람 중에 한 명이 한 명이지. 그래서 늘이 깻잎 하우스에 집사람만 남겨두고 매일 도망가려고 머리를 굴려서 누가 찾아오는 걸 되게 좋아하는. 그래서 늘 도망다니는 그런 일을 하고 있습니다. Hmm, interesting. We're going to need your help with us. What does he mean? Yes, we have a very joyful person uh, <laughs> that we're introducing today. Uh, today's human of Jeju is a farmer in Pyeongdaeri village. And we mentioned we would be talking about today's human of Jeju on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people of the village call him Sokki Samchun. That's right. Uh, he's currently raising organic sesame leaf. Uh, in a greenhouse and according to what he mentioned he's actually busier meeting people than doing farm work Mm -hmm. Uh, he joked about how he's always using his head to find ways to run away from work Uh leaving all the work to his wife Mm -hmm. he really enjoys having people come over and even though he's a farmer he introduced himself as a farmer who's always on the run uh, from farm work (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-oh, I don't know if that's a good idea, but it's an interesting introduction. Right, and he was just joking, but (laughs) in actual, he's a very hardworking farmer, and he mentioned all this because there's also something else that he does, and he likes to put his efforts into. Oh, that's interesting. This almost is like a cartoon character already in my imagination. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, it was really funny to, to listen to how he introduced himself. Is he originally from Jeju Island? So let's listen again and listen to his story. 45년 지은 것 같은데 대학교 갔다가 졸업식 날 사진만 찍고 바로 제주도로 도망 나왔어. 바로 농사에 뛰어들었지. 근데 그런 이유가 있어. 대학교를 이렇게 가 보니까 육지에 있는 친구들은 나는 꿈을 막 갖고 이제 대학교를 가는데 그 친구들은. 생활이 이제 현실적으로 좀 있더라고. 아 이런 친구들하고 경장에서 나는 저 <웃음> 나는 아주 편한 제주도에 갈 거야. 왜냐하면 
근데 나, 나가 어릴 때 동네는 나를 살펴줬거든 할머니들이 뭐 버스 타러 가면 차비도 좀 지어주고 아무 집에나 가도 먹여주고 <웃음> 아 그렇게 편한 세, 그 동네를 놔두고 골치 아픈 육지에서 이제 사는 게 되게 싫었어 우리 동네가 너무 좋았던 기억들이 너무 많아서 그래서 막 행복하게 살았냐 하면 그건 아니고 좋은 직장 다니고 하는 이런 친구들 부러워하고 농사 매, 매해 망하고 이런 것들이 많았지만 어느 날 이제 돌아보니까 괜찮게 살았다 아 이런 느낌이 언젠가 오더라고 Okay, it sounds interesting, but we'd mm. like you to explain. So, according to his story, he was born and raised in Pyeongdaeri village, mm-hmm. where he currently lives as well. Uh, when he was young, his parents were farmers, and he grew up helping out with the farm work. Mm-hmm. But then, when he attended college, he left Jeju to the mainland for the moment, and he went to college with a broad dream. But around him, he noticed that his friends had more of a practical dream and were living a very competitive life. Mm. So not wanting to live in such competition, he longed for a comfortable life in Jeju. Uh, He mentioned he has fond memories of receiving care from the villagers in Jeju when he was young. And even told a story of how grandmothers in the village would Mm -hmm. give him like pocket money for transportation and how he was able to go to any house in the village to have a meal. Wow. So leaving leaving the intense life in the mainland, he came back to his comfortable neighborhood. Uh, however, when we asked him if he immediately lived a happy life here, uh, he said that wasn't the case as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the early stages of farming, he mentioned he struggled as the crops failed every year. Oh, yeah. And he even at times had moments where he envied his friends who kind of had like this good careers. Ah. Uh, But now he has been farming and living in the village for over 40 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said he finally found satisfaction and feels that he's living a quite well life. Wow, already 40 years. That's quite Mm. a long time. His story gives us a glimpse of what life was like in old Jeju villages. That sounds like very, you know, nice that you can just go to the grandmothers and, you know, and get their food and uh, shelter and things like that. Everyone knowing each other and taking care of each other sounds like a very nice place kind of way of living. Mm. It seems like the reasons why he chose Jeju life over life in the mainland. But what was his dream when he entered a university on the mainland? I'm curious. So when he was young, he mentioned he had a dream of having a ranch. Mm-hmm. And he dreamed of building a large ranch in the neighborhood, raising cows, and inviting people over every night to gather around the bonfire and have oh, fun. Oh, wow. So he's a really people person. Mm. So he entered the Department of Animal Science. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he wasn't able to have a ranch, he was able to create a space where people could gather and occasionally hold events. Oh, today. wow, I mm. see. So it seems he really enjoys um, people and bringing them together. So after he returned to the village, he started doing other things besides farming as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was bringing people together. He believed that in order for the village to be sustainable, people needed to gather and take care of each other. Mm-hmm. So he created a cooperative uh, with the villagers and even opened a cafe named Carrots and Sesame Leaf. Mm, that's a cute name. Also around the cafe space, he mentioned there are grills and stoves for grilling meat. And he gathers people to enjoy grill party like 
every once in a while. Barbecues. Mm. And whenever there's something good to cook, he says he calls people together and said there's nothing more exciting to do than that. Wow. Well, he seems like an adult who knows how to enjoy one's life. As we mentioned last week, we were told that he was also provided land for young people to raise crops. How did he end up doing this? Uh, let's listen first. Uh, So he has a lot of uh, thoughts on his mind, mm. doesn't he? So he mentioned that in order to live in Jeju, you mm-hmm. always need people. Mm-hmm. And he has been actively involved in farmers' movements uh, mm-hmm. for a long time while living in the village. Mm. However, as he gathered people, he noticed that as time has passed, the village residents have gotten older and weaker. So he thought that if young people came to the village and pursued something together, the villagers could also attempt new things with their support and encouragement. Uh, that's why he started helping young people settle in the Pyeongdaeri village. He assisted them in finding homes to live, finding jobs to keep so that he can keep them from leaving the village and took care of them so that they could settle down. All right. Well, he seems to be providing significant support for young people uh, in order to help them settle in the rural villages of Jeju. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Seogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area. Here with me in the studio is Jay for Humans of Jeju. We are introducing our human of Jeju, Puseoki Samchun, who's a farmer and a village tour guide and is helping young people to settle on the villages. We talked a little about his life as a farmer and helping young people to settle down. Then what about being a village tour guide? Uh, how did that happen? So for seven years now, he's been active as a village tour guide, uh, doing it independently and as well as with a travel agency. So let's listen to his story of how he got involved in such work. Mm-hmm. 
마을에서 자라면서 가장 강렬했던 기억이 뭔지 뭐 찾으러 이제 나서봤네요. 근데 딱한 사람의 얘기를 듣는 순간 이제 그때부터 이제, 그 이제 큰일이 나버렸어 너무 아프거나 너무 재미있거나 동화보다 더 동화 같은 일이 90평생에 한번 없었, 없었겠냐 그 얘기를 듣, 듣게 되는 거라 아, 그러다 보니까 한 3년 33분 정도를 만, 만나는데 그 얘기가 너무 소중, 소중했어 공부를 안 해도 마을을 이해하고 이 제주도 역사를 다 품고 있는 사람들이 전해주는 이야기라 Stories of the people. Hmm. So he told a story of how he decided to meet with elderly people in the village mm-hmm. um, who he thought he might not be able to meet tomorrow because of their age. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was curious about the memories they have about their village and asked them about their most vivid memory of the village throughout their 90 years lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as he heard the story from, the, from an elder, he mentioned that he realized we can understand the history of Jeju through their stories. Mm-hmm. And upon hearing the stories of the elders, he decided to collect more stories before they passed away. So over the three years, he has met with 30 elders and have listened to the stories of Pyeongdaeri village and Jeju history. Wow, I'm so curious of what these stories must have been told about. So those stories were what motivated him to become a village tour guide? Yes, uh-huh. uh, and you're right. Um, after hearing the stories from the elders, he started sharing them with the tourists. Uh, above all, he even mentioned he was able to understand more about his family as well. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Through the stories that he heard from the elders who had gone through the Japanese colonial period, the Korean War, mm. and the April 3rd incident in Jeju, he said he could understand the complex history of his family, uh, like his grandfather, who actually had escaped to Japan at the time, mm-hmm. uh, leaving his father behind. But this helped him to realize that his grandfather, whom he thought that had aban- abandoned his family, was actually someone who had to endure the difficult times. Mm, that's an incredible experience. It's different from the history we know from documents and, you know, like mm. publicized information. Sounds like he was able to become a popular tour guide through the stories he heard directly from the elders in the village and being able to understand that history that his grandfather and father lived by. So he mentioned after understanding his family, he reconciled uh, with his father Mm. and started looking at Jeju history and village stories with new perspective. Mm -hmm. That's why he created village tour courses and works as a guide telling the stories he has heard. I see. So he mentioned that there's a precious story to share every 10 meters in the village. Oh, wow. So even walking just four to 500 meters, uh, he says, could take up to like two, three hours <gasps> telling all the stories that he knows. Wow. And through this experience, he said he realized the true meaning of what travel is. Awesome. How can we find such meaning of travel like Seokki Samchun did? So, according to him, uh, Jeju Island has stories hidden everywhere in any village. Just by stepping outside your house and walking 100 meters, uh, if you start meeting people and listening to their stories, your journey begins right away. Uh 
That's why he always emphasizes to pay close attention to the things around you. Uh, in fact, people often use the excuse of being busy and miss out on the things uh, that are very simple like these. Oh, that is so true. I see. Every journey begins when you step out of your comfort zone or from your front door. And then for those who ca- can't hear the stories directly from uh, Seoki Samchun in Pyeongdaeri Village, you can introduce one village story. Can you introduce one story for us? Yes. And let's first listen to Seoki Samchun. Uri Dongnei. 어떤 예쁜 동산에 누가 비석을 하나 딱 세웠어. 근데 그 비석에 사람들은 늘 손가락질하는 거라. 동네에 약간 나쁜 일만 생기면 진짜 태풍이 와서 마을을 약간 그 쓸어버릴 때도 사람들은 그 비석에다 손가락질해요. 그런 이런저런 이야기를 찾으러 다니다가 어, 그 비석에 한번 가봤어. 거기에 큰 제목은 동년 회갑 기념비라고 적혀 있었어. 세 명이 살아 있어서 찾아갔지. 근데 스물여덟 명이 동네에 살았었는데 세상일을 다 겪다가 열두 명만 살아남아서 사삼이 일어나고 또 유교까지 겪게 되고 제주도가 사실은 죽음에도 이 섬이었었거든. 그걸 피해서 나의 할아버지하고 두 번째 할아버지도 일부러 도망갔지. 그 비석에 그런 이야기가 적혀 있고 그 밥을 먹이려고 친구들을 불러보니까 열두 명이 와서 밥을 먹는 뒤 우리끼리 어려운 시절 다 겪고 살았으니 살아남았으니 우리끼리 비석을 세우자 살아남은 기념으로. Mm, what does he say? So he shared one story from the village tour. Uh, he said that there was a monument in the beautiful garden of the village. Mm-hmm. The villagers used to point fingers at the monument and resent it whenever something went wrong in the village Mm. uh, without even knowing who built it and why. Mm -hmm. They blamed the monument for bringing misfortune to the village. So one day, Seokki Samchun carefully examined the monument and it had the inscription, Celebration Monument for the 60th Birthday. Mm. And the names of several people were engraved on it three of whom were still alive. So he went to one of the elders and asked why they built such monument in the beautiful garden. Mm -hmm. Uh, According to him, the story the elders share was related to Jeju history. Ah, okay. The names on the monument were people who passed their 60th birthdays. Mm -hmm. So during the Japanese colonial period, the elders were just young children in the village. Mm -hmm. And they had to stay in the village, whereas Saki Samchun's grandfather was a young man at the time, so he had no choice but to seek refugees elsewhere. Uh However, those who who were left behind experiencing the Korean War and the April 3rd incident in Jeju Mm -hmm. gradually left the world one by one within the span of 10 years. Uh, at the time, Jeju was such a j- dangerous place that it was actually called the Island of Death. Mm. So there were 28 of these young people at the time of experiencing such difficulties in life. But when they gathered again at their 60th birthday, there were only 10 of them left oh, alive. Oh, I see. So to signify that they had endured the difficult times, they created the monument on the year they turned 60. Mm-hmm. The elders who shared this story was over 90 years years old at the time that they shared the story. Mm -hmm. And they told the story to Seokki Samchun 
and passed away a year after. Oh, I see. So mm -hmm. it was only then that the villagers actually came to know about this story. And now they no longer point fingers at the monument. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Thanks to this Samchun. So it's a monument with a heartbreaking story, actually. Mm. And it seems understanding uh, the place where you were born is the beginning of a deep connection to village travel. It's a nice uh, way to understand the meaningfulness behind doing something like this. Hola a todos, ¿cómo están? Estamos escuchando Arirang Radio desde Buenos Aires, Argentina. Where are you listening from? Let us know. Leave it at arirangradio.com. Some comments come, came up on our YouTube chat. Uh, Iris was saying, this man has a joyful, easy laugh. Mm. Totally understandable and agreeable. Irina says, this makes me want to study more about my own hometown. Doesn't it? Oh, yes, it yeah, does. It yes. would be so much fun to dig out some stories. Well, before the uh, song break, we were discussing about Seokki Samchun, uh, who is both a farmer and village tour guide in Pyeongdaeri village here on Jeju Island. Now, Jay, can you tell us more about him, please? So earlier, we mentioned Seokki Samchun started running a cafe as well. Oh. Uh, so this is a gathering place for people mm -hmm. uh, through a cooperative he formed in the village, uh, village. So we asked him more about how he formed the cooperative. He explained that even through the... Uh, even though the villagers were busy with farming and making a living, uh, it was sad that they didn't realize how beautiful their own land was. Mm. So they initiated new attempts to make them aware of the beauty of what they possessed. Oh. And he also thought that by taking the lead in such activities, he could inspire young peoples to make new attempts as well, mm -hmm. thinking... If Seokki Samchun can do it, we can do it too. <laughs> that is so cute. So he continues to make constant, uh, consistent new attempts, believing that they can give courage to young people. Wow, he kind of has his own like very distinct vision, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. So he has a fantastic mindset indeed. And he is trying various things uh, in very creative and new ways to make the village sustainable, which is absolutely so important to do. Mm. He also told a story that uh, once someone in the village opened a noodle restaurant, mm -hmm. uh, at the time, Saki Samchun lived for three years only eating noodles <gasps> to help the place become successful. Really? Now the restaurant is doing incredibly well and they're thriving. So wow. that's a good news to hear. Wow, that is amazing. I mean, he's putting in so much effort to help the people in the villages. It seems he does so much for the village indeed. Then what is his ultimate ultimate goal i'm kind of curious to know so he mentioned his ultimate goal is to give hope to friends living in the village that they can live a sufficient uh life in the village through various activities uh various activities well yeah i think you have to do something for other people and i think it's a great idea to do something for the village that you're living in mm -hmm. to help it grow and also you know you know there's going to be so much uh, benefits from helping out in individual ways so he's progressing towards his goal yes that's right uh in fact he said he didn't find happiness until he turned 50 Oh. When he looked back on his life, uh, he realized that he had achieved most of the things that he had set out to do. Wow. Uh, it wasn't anything grand, but rather small promise he made to himself. For example, he dreamt of getting married in the forest, and he actually had a beautiful wedding there uh, with his lovely wife. Really? And he said that going forward, he will gradually fulfill what he can do within what he already has, and his, pl uh, his life plan is to make the village 
so that the village he lives in uh, lives in is a better place. Wow, this is I mean, the vision is really simple, but I think because he has a very simplified vision, I think he's able to just set out and make the goals happen uh, and become real life. It's an amazing plan to hear. And lastly, can you introduce the place on Jeju Island that he recommends for our listeners in case they want to travel to Jeju Island? Of course, so let's listen. 나만 아는 어떤 천국이 있어. 그리고 지옥도 있어. 어쩌면 제주도에서 유일하게 남아있는 곳. 시간아 꼭 여기만은 지켜져야 될 곳. 너무 특별해서. 그래서 이제 알려지지 않았으면 하는 어떤 것들이 생겨나는데 그런 것들은 사실은 나하고 밖에 나하고만 가야 볼수 있는 어떤 것들이라. 왜? Huh. Mm. Please explain. So, according to him, there's a heaven and hell that only a few people know about in Jeju. Okay. Uh, it might be a place that remains, uh, remains the last of its kind in Jeju, or it could be a place that is so special that it must be preserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, he always has a desire for it not to be widely known. Okay. Uh, if you ask where this place is, uh, it is hidden in the Pyeongdaeri village. Oh. However, he did not reveal the exact location for us <laughs> because it's a place that requires permission to enter. Oh. Uh, that's why he left a message that if you want to visit this special place, you must embark on a village journey with Seokki Samchul. Oh, So you have to go to Seokki Samchul oh. to go to this place. <laughs> so it's not impossible. You just mm. have to go to him and follow him on his tour. Yes. And then he'll take you to this place that is very secret. Yes. Okay, well, that's kind of interesting. Mm. I mean, that's really interesting, isn't it? So you got to go to Pyeongdaeri village. <laughs> you got to go to Pyeongdaeri. Oh, well, I mean, at least we know that there's a very special place in Pyeongdaeri. Mm. Mm, that makes me very curious to want to know where it is wow would you would, do you have any places that, on Jeju Island that you think you don't want to share with other people yes a lot of the restaurants that I don't want to share anymore really well actually I mean I like to share you know all this information and stuff uh-huh. but recently I've noticed you know when something gets really popular uh-huh. you're no longer able, able to, to enjoy there. it yeah that's right last time I went to a restaurant I saw this big line up there and I was telling my friends you know this used to be a place that we you know we just went like, <laughs> every night but now you can't go there anymore <laughs> That is so interesting. Mm. Yeah, I have a lot of places like that mm. too, like some cafes even and restaurants in particular, especially like I don't want to share them with my professors because then suddenly it'll turn into <laughs> uh, like a, you know, school yeah, zone. Yeah, you'll see them there. Like, <laughs> All yes. the students will be there and then it'll be more like an official place and not comfortable. Well, you know, I mean, but, I'd be happy to see anybody I know mm. at a place that I love, mm. but there are places you want to keep to yourself. That's true too. Yeah. Mm. Well, that was really interesting. So now I think our camellias will be very curious and want to know where this is. So go to Pyeongdaeri and look for Seokki Samchun. That's yes. all you need to do. Mm-hmm. Not too a, difficult. He's a great, enjoyable person. I know. So seems like everyone would enjoy it. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, well, that's a really nice, uh, great way to kind of close this corner. We'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for the report today. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that segment. If you're curious to find out more about Jeju, we encourage you to go check out our website at arirangradio.com. 
or you can check out our Facebook page at The Wonders of Jeju, as well as our Instagram account with the handle at WOJ underbar Arirang. We're going to take you on a journey to learn more about what's happening here on the island. <laughs>